Hey y'all, and welcome to this week's episode of Let's Chat with Curry Terrell, the podcast. This week we're going to talk about the election, dun, dun, dun. arrival and loving. With me as always is my wonderful co-host, Adrian Gomez. What's up? What's up? How's your week been? Um, It's been good. Patrick's birthday? Patrick's birthday, we Disneyland, California Adventure, hotels, food. How do you feel about Disney Like now that we've been going a lot? Obsessed. What's your favorite part? Mm, my favorite part... I don't know. It's just like there's so many opportunities to go people watching and just experiencing like from the highs to the lows of human nature. See, that's the thing about Disney is like you think because of how expensive it is, it would just be like normal people, bouge kind of families. Not that bouge is normal, but like, like, I don't know, but it's not. It is literally the wealthiest of the wealthy and the poorest of the poor. Absolutely. Because everybody loves Disney. Everybody loves the theme park. It's literally everyone. We saw some strange girl forced to make her... Or was it her daughter? It was a mom making her daughter tie her shoes, and they were, like, yelling back and forth. That was pretty bad. In line for Tower of Terror. Oh, God. That's still my favorite. Like, I could ride that a million times. It does tickle my tummy. Oh, yeah, that's the whole point. It's supposed to. In a bad way. Like, I don't want to feel like I throw up. <laughs> but it was fun. It. We had a good time. Yeah, we had a good time. And you stayed over and saw it two days in a row. Yes, exactly. That was also fun. Uh, okay, so we're going to talk about the election, but I'm going to try to keep it from more of a pop culture standpoint, not get too crazy political, because that's not what we've ever aimed to do. My first question is, what designer will design for Melania for the inauguration. I think there are bigger issues. I know, but I said from a pop cultural standpoint, we're not getting political. That's not the point ever. First, let me say I'm heartbroken. I know. Secondly, I don't know. I don't know that I care. But everybody else will. There will be... It's still an honor to dress the first lady. You know what I mean? It's still an honor to sing and perform at the inauguration. So I'm very curious to see, like, obviously, I mean, Obama has been, like, the celebrity's president. Like, if there ever was one in our lifetime. Exactly. He's pulled every celebrity under the sun in some way or another. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious to see what's going to happen in all that. Like, obviously, Beyonce's not going to perform. No, it's going to be, like, Duck Dynasty. Stop. Remember Duck Dynasty had a Christmas album. You have to think, when you compare the Republican National Convention and the Democratic National Convention... It was like the Oscars versus, like, the People's Choice Awards. Literally. Not even, but, like... Something even worse The reality that. TV show awards. Exactly. Exactly. It's just so... It's a 180. Yeah. In terms of people and... And you know, Hollywood's involvement exactly, in the White House. Being vocal with their support. My other question is, when you lose the presidency, mm-hmm. what do you do the next day? She went hiking. Like, to me, that's... And I told you, I watched that fantastic documentary about 
Mitt Romney, which, like him or not, yeah. he seems like a nice guy. I heard good things about that. And it talks about his election, like, sort of what he does afterwards, and I thought that was fascinating. But he's obviously, uh, you know, isn't showing his emotions quite the same way, but I just thought, like, what do you do? It's, I mean, it's just mind-boggling to think her. You have to think, like, anybody else, you'd be like, okay, maybe they could, whatever, but there was so much writing on her. Oh, yeah, I know. She had the world on her shoulders. But then it's like, do you go to the grocery store? No. (laughs) What do you do? You're you're just like, where do you go from there? You just cry a lot. She did, apparently. Yeah, I'm sure. That makes me so sad. I don't even want to think about it. I know. Um, Yeah, you just have to move on. Also interesting to talk about, so Saturday Night Live yesterday, Kate McKinnon, who's been playing her the entire time, Mm. she's saying hallelujah, Leonard Cohen's hallelujah, who died this past week. Also, Goober, Ultimate Goober, um, what do you call it? Um, Entertainment Weekly named the best covers ever of... Hallelujah? Hallelujah, and did not name Rufus Wainwright. I wouldn't know that I put... That's not the first name that comes to my head, but I don't even know... I don't. I can't name a single other person who sings that, besides the boy from American Idol. And he sang it in Shrek. Oh, that's him? Yeah, that's Rufus Wainwright. Oh, that's famous. Like, that is the cover of our generation, at least. Ugh, that made me so sad. I thought, I wonder if he looked at this and thought, dang it. Did you like Kate McKinnon's cover, though? Oh, so anyway, yeah, I thought she was great. She was a great Hillary. There was, it was just so, that meant something entirely different, I think. Yeah, that was a, whoever thought of that was so smart. Genius. But I've been reading all the comments, they're like, you know, you're not thinking of, like, the 50 million people that watch the show shows like first of all nobody watches that show in terms of those numbers but not everybody that watches that show supports her oh yeah so of course it's gonna make people mad and you have to think people normalized him donald trump he hosted that as a presidential candidate yeah so it's not like they were completely like you know yeah against him yeah it's like jimmy fallon Exactly. I mean, Saturday Night Live has always poked fun at the Republican candidate. Like, that's always been... Yeah, for sure. They've never exactly been, like, bipartisan about it. I just think it's inappropriate. They're, like, endorsing somebody who is so... terrible. Um, But, yeah, so it's going to be interesting. In a very bad way. (laughs) It's not a fun thing to have to watch. I know. But we'll see. I'm excited to see who sings the national anthem. That's their bigger issue. We're not talking about political issues. Start a new well, podcast. they're going to affect my life more than maybe yours. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Next, we're going to talk about the movie Arrival. Love. So we saw this. I mean, so there's this movie called Arrival. It stars Amy Adams, Forrest Whitaker, Jeremy Renner, and that guy who's in every movie that we ever see. That's right. Who I still don't know his name and can't name any of the movies, but he's literally always in them. We saw a trailer for something he's in. Yeah. So Arrival is about this woman who is a language expert and she, uh, like 12 spaceships or like spacecrafts touch down on Earth or like are hovering above different parts of the Earth. And they bring this woman on to try to communicate with them and crack the code and and talk or whatever. Yes. It has a completely different other side to it that's very, like, makes it 
like she's a normal woman who has problems going on in the world mm-hmm. and is like a normal human. So that so even if you don't like a sci-fi movie, I would say it still has things for you. Like I told my mom, I said I know it seems like a Star Trek movie, but it's not. It's not a- really about aliens. Um, I mean, it is no, it is about aliens, but I'm saying it, there's a, a human element to it that I think makes it opens it up to a little bit of a broader audience. Sure. Whereas some of those movies sort of cut off because it becomes all about like aliens. And you think that turns people off? Absolutely. My mom's not exactly trying to go see Alien Resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not I mean, sure she would like this one. I think she would. Well, first of all, my mom would like anything Amy Adams is in. <laughs> so, Amy Adams is incredible. Oh, yeah. I'd say, like, there are, is a very small list of people, I think, that even not in their best movie, they they are fantastic. They are always worth going to see. Mm. And they always guarantee, like, a good time at the movies. She was in Talladega Nights. Okay, that's not a good example. But everything else, I've completely been. Down she's done for. forty movies in seventeen years. I mean, she's. Ev- I mean, you think every single year almost she's at the Oscars. Good for her. I think she's just incredible. I would say on that list also Meryl. I could go see her in anything. She will always be fantastic. You're gonna say Ricky and the Flash. Duh. But Ricky and the Flash was fine. You didn't see it. Right, but that doesn't appeal to me. Yeah, but I'm not saying that. I'm saying, it, for me, it's always a good time. Kate Winslet. Yeah, for me, it isn't. <laughs> don't be a punk. Kate Winslet. She's, oh yeah. Even, but Collateral Beauty, you don't want to see. That doesn't look too good. But I know it will be okay, because she's in it. Because she's in it, exactly. uh, The only exception for her would be Labor Day. That just wasn't good. Oh, with Josh Brolin? It just wasn't that good. Cool premise, I thought, for like half an hour. And then I was like, okay. Remember their, like one of their advertising ploys was like, the peach pie recipe that they make together. Bad. Um, but yeah, I thought anything... What do you think? Your thoughts on Arrival? I want to see it ten more times. I think it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Honestly. Honest to God. Your whole life? Oh yeah, for sure. It's smart. It's beautiful. It's human, like you said. It's like perfectly directed. Perfectly written. I want to read the story that it's based on. Yeah, I know. Uh, they bought the script for that movie for $20 million. It was the biggest spin Paramount's ever spent on an independent film. That's wild. And I just thought, did Amy Adams come on after they spent $20 million? Or before? Probably after. Ugh. It has like, A-list people in it. Oh, I mean, literally. That's what I'm thinking. Because then they were selling it sort of like this independent movie that got bought. But in different countries, it's being pitched by different people. It's not all Paramount, like in the UK. The other thing that I love is um, the direct. I mean, he, his movies are the best. Prisoners, then he did this, that movie Enemy, mm-hmm. and then he did Sicario, and then he did this. All fantastic. Those are all fantastic movies. Sicario was very good. And they're making a sequel, which I think will be equally as good. That seems... Are they all the people in it? Um, with the exception, I think, of Emily Blunt. It's Benito Del Torrio, Josh Brolin, and somebody else. I can't remember who it is now, but I'll look it up. Okay. Last thing I looked up, Kelly Clarkson, ugly. You're so mean. So mean. Um, okay, the uh, next thing we're talking about is Loving. Loving is a movie uh, starring Joel Egerton and Ruth 
Nega, N-E-G-G-A. I'm probably butchering that. But I haven't seen an interview with her yet, so I don't know. I haven't heard. No, I think that's right. Okay. Um, and it's about the... I don't know if they're the first, but the in the interracial couple that had the law about interracial marriage overturned. Correct. Um, it's she's very high up on all the Oscar prediction uh, list. As is the movie. As is he. But he's sort of bounced around. She's like consistently been in the top ten. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen her in anything, and I find her absolutely striking. Oh yeah, like I could watch her do anything, and her voice was so interesting. Catherine Keener. Oh, love, she's fantastic. Uh, no, Ruth. I mean, she was um, when I, at the end when they pulled just based on looks, she first of all is identical to that woman. Oh yeah, was actually portraying. Same with him. Um, but she did do a good job, I feel like. Yeah. He did a good job, too. I, I mean, here's the thing. I liked it. I didn't love it. Right. I just, when it was done, I was at peace with it. I thought, what an interesting story. Don't never need to see it again. And I never need to see it again. That's, like, the definition of a movie I don't ever need to see again. The, First of all, I fell asleep. That's not a good sign. I know. You've fallen asleep in some good movies, though. Uh, like what? I don't know. Carol, you slept through when that movie sucked. Um, I don't know. I just think part of the problem is when movies are Oscar movies, when you brand it with that, like this is going to be, and I, I mean, I can't help it. I was telling Rob earlier, like you can't help but go into a theater with an expectation of like, this is going to be fantastic. Like this is going to be, there's going to be, not even it's going to be fantastic, but there's going to be something about this that is really special. Mm -hmm. Like think like 45 years, that movie about them married. Really quiet, independent movie. Not a lot happened. Mm-hmm. Not a story that like will bowl you over. Mm-hmm. But the performances and just like the styling and everything that was like something really like special about it. Whereas this is like a story, interesting story. They told it very well. All the acting was fine. But that was it. There exactly. wasn't anything that made me like knocked out of the park. Yeah. And Nick Kroll was probably the worst actor I've ever seen I in my know. entire life. I did. He think, just didn't belong. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Also, he came at such a weird time in the movie. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. But I do like him as a human, or mm. like as an actor, mm. just not there. He needs to be in something different. Sort of like Vince Vaughn. Uh, I know you haven't seen Hacksaw Ridge, Mm-mm. but he was like the comedic relief in that, and yeah. I thought he was fantastic. Interesting. And I thought he could be in better movies than what he's doing, but I didn't really like him on True Detective, so I don't I really know if he's he trying to be a serious too. actor. Yeah. But same with Hacksaw Ridge. It was a good movie, but was it like an amazing movie? No. Because it was so much trying to be something. Exactly. Yeah. All the performances were good, and that's a great thing. That's what I'm saying. So if I had seen Loving like in May and mm. just saw it as a movie, maybe it would have been, I would have thought better of it, but just it. When you go through it and it's like... It's like you're expecting so much. Yeah. I will say this. Her family was phenomenal. The mom, the dad, her sister, or whoever those actors are, you were fantastic. Yeah, they were all good. The mom, the scene when she leaves home and they're hugging and crying. I don't know if you saw that part, but... I mean, literally, I was like... I remember When the mom was like tearing up. Yeah. That's moments I'm like, oh my gosh, like this hurts. But... I told you this after the fact. He, I feel like, is more deserving of all the Oscars. Oh, absolutely. His, she is. And it's not even her fault. His no. character just had more depth and challenges. And it was an interesting story, though. I mean, wild. It changed America. It, that is nuts. I think those two people that were living in 
Bum you know, F-U. I know exactly. That's exactly yeah. what I was about to say. Um, like living in the middle of nowhere changed the entire world. That's nuts to think about. <laughs> no, it's sad. Well, I don't want to spoil it, but the ending is sad. Yeah, but oh, I know. It's like, <gasps> but they said she did an interview like a couple years ago. Yeah, and I thought I wish I would. I want to see that now. I, I bet you can look it up. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's really it. There wasn't a lot of like cultural stuff that happened this week outside of that as far as like TV and movies just because it's the election week. So that sort of overtook And I'm still reeling. I don't know. Um, uh, so our question of the week comes from Whitney. She said, when should you start listening to Christmas music? Uh, I know your answer. My answer is November 1st. <laughs> the real answer is probably like now. Like in the next week or so. My traditional answer would, would be Thanksgiving. Yeah. But there isn't Thanksgiving music. No, but it's like when you put up the tree. That's the tradition. Yeah. I feel like people put up the tree then. You put the tree up November 1st. That's the earliest I've ever I think that's the earliest I've ever done it too. Here's the thing is like Christmas, there is so much good Christmas music in the world, especially right after by Kelly Clarkson. But it's like I want to listen to it for more than a month. It just doesn't feel sufficient enough for me. The real question is, when is it appropriate to stop listening to it? Oh, at the day after Christmas Day. Like the 25th, that night, I'm already listening to regular music again. Oh, no. I think the real answer is New Year's. Because it's all still the holidays. Also, if you turn it off, you miss the best song ever. What, what? are you doing New Year's Eve? Such a cute song. My mom used to tell me this um, person she lived with in an apartment building mm-hmm. here. I don't know if I was born yet, but sure, her like neighbor or something, mm-hmm. uh, they would put the tree up like Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. They'd get a real tree. The second they're done wrapping or unwrapping gifts, she'd throw it away. I'd say that's messed up. That's too short. She would At see least the garbage give it a, the week. <laughs> I like that. That's savage. <laughs> oh yeah, but here the problem with in California was that our trees would die so quickly. Yeah, because it's hot, like real, hot. and it's not hot, like hot, hot sometimes during Christmas, but it's warmer than yeah. where those trees are coming from. Exactly. So people's houses burn down because of it. Yeah. So you have to get rid of it. I went to. I mean, they had the Grove Christmas tree lighting yeah. tonight. Leah Michelle was the guest, mm-hmm. and Rachel Platten. Could you hear it from where you were working? No, but I snuck out for Leah because oh, cool. I wanted to see her. Was she there a lot of somewhere over the rainbow? Oh, my God. Not a Christmas song, <laughs> but magical. No. I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I'm the biggest Wizard of Oz fan ever, but like, huh? Were there a lot of people? Not really. Not more than you, or no, like less than you no, thought no, there no. would be? way less. It was not even filled, the section was. We were walking around, like, openly. But she sounded good. Um, also, Patrick Schwarzenegger was there. I saw on his Instagram story, and, and he did not come to Dylan's. <sighs> okay. So, that's our answer. I'd say whenever you feel. If you want to listen to of it, course. listen to it. Yeah, exactly. That's the real answer. I used to listen to, like, she and him earlier in the year. Some people don't like Christmas music, which hurts me. Yeah, that's inappropriate. Because it's like, it's so sweet. Okay, uh, that's your question. Thank you, Whitney. Nostalgic. Yeah, exactly. Wrapped in red. Thanks, Kerr. Uh, if you want to email us your question, you can email us at letschatwithcurry at gmail.com. Now, your song of the week. Um, do you know this gentleman named Kobe, C-O-B-I? Have you heard of him? Uh-uh. Uh, the song is called Don't You Cry For Me. It's actually pretty good. Did you play this for me in the car? No, never. Oh. I just found it today while I was uh, scrolling through Apple Music. Oh, 
got my hands tied round my back And time put a rope around my head And hung from the rafters of my fear Dark in the eyes, trying to face the world I can't bear to, my knees hit the ground And my hands start shaking All feelings from new faces I roll on the floor and a poor man hanging He's good. He kind of reminds me of um, one of those boys you introduced me to. Kind of like Eric Castle, but like mm. not as like dancey. Mm. So it's good. You'll like it. Um, my song of the week is Kelly Clarkson. So this is going to be my song of the week like two weeks ago, but I had to let Little Big Town be my song of the week. Oh, yeah. Um, so Kelly, they have a new Hamilton CD coming out where all basically real sing, or I shouldn't say real singers. That is so rude of me. Yeah. It's... Where <laughs> recording artists sing all the songs from Hamilton or like a lot of the songs from Hamilton. Mm. They've only released a couple so far. They, one with the roots, which I'm sorry, it's just not my thing. One with Sia and Miguel and Queen Latifah, which is, I like, but still not my thing as much. And then obviously Kelly Clarkson. What's the song called? It's called It's Quiet Uptown. There are moments that the words don't reach. There is suffering too terrible to name. You hold your child as tight as you can. And push away the unimaginable The moments when you're in so deep Feels easier to just swim down And so they move uptown And learn to live with the unimaginable I spend hours in the garden alone to the store and this quiet uptown I never liked the quiet before I take the children to church on Sunday a sign of the cross at the door and I pray and never used to happen Uptown. It's quiet uptown. He is working. 
it's just because it's Kelly Clarkson? Because um, you know, you and I have both said we're not a fan of Hamilton. I'm not a fan of Hamilton. I've listened to real song. It is different than what she's singing, mm-hmm. obviously, because there's other people singing. But it is a good song. I mean, it's hard. It's not the best song on the soundtrack. But she sings the heck out of it. Hmm. I'll have to listen. I, so I probably wouldn't love it. I mean, I wouldn't be listening to it at all if it wasn't Kelly Clarkson. That's the real answer. Exactly. The fact that she's singing is the reason I clicked on it. Let's be real. <laughs> Let's call us booze, booze. Um, love. Okay, this week you are looking forward to... Um, I'm going to say Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, it's me too. Just because there's so much hype around it. And yeah. it's the first... When was the last Harry Potter movie that came out? Five years ago? Literally. The, I will say, I was turned off yesterday when you told me how many there are going to be. Yeah. Five. That, ugh, can't we just have one movie ever? Can't it no. just be one thing? No, it's I all don't about need money. to be see seven movies about something. That was the problem with The Hobbit. Oh, the yeah. Hobbit should have been one movie. Yeah. The second one made me want to light myself on fire. <laughs> first Honestly, of all, it looked like a video game. <laughs> and they were like, oh yeah, he spent $400 billion and filmed like in this natural spring in the middle of Mongolia. And it looked like it was filmed in our bedroom with a green screen. Like it did not look good. Ugh. What is Peter Jackson doing? Just sitting on his butt? Uh, he's doing. I think he's doing Skull Island. Isn't he doing that He's one? like, I think he's, uh, uh, what's the word? Like consulting? Yes. Because he still has some sort of ownership in the property. Weird. I saw the trailer for that and I wanted to just gag. <laughs> I mean, it looks so scary. I don't know that I can see it. At this point, it's so built up in my head. I don't know if I can sit there. I mean, you were about to cry on Disney. On, uh, the Yeti. The, what are you from? Matterhorn. Oh my God. I looked up. We went to we went to ride it in the dark. Which is an entirely different ball game. It's throwing you around like you're a dodgeball. <laughs> And I looked up, I like had, I, I heard the Yeti screaming or whatever. It's pitch black. So yeah. I, I was like, this is too, since too much for me. I closed my ears and then finally I uh, looked up or whatever. First of all, then I'm not hanging on to anything. So I'm just bouncing around. I, so I opened my eyes for two seconds and it was right in my face. Was the Yeti scary. was, it was a scare. I was screaming. What's freaky about that is as you're climbing, cause that's pretty high. You go pretty oh, high. Yeah. They redid it so that, like, the side panels of the mountain look like you're looking through ice, and you hear him, like, huffing and yeah, puffing as uh-uh. if he's chasing you. That's scary. Even through my ears, I could hear it. It was I mean, through scary. my, obviously, through I my got ears. whiplash. I was banging around. My head hurt. I was like, ugh. That was bad. Um, but fun. Anyway... <clears throat> also, the one thing I'm not looking forward to is that Johnny Depp is in Fantastic Beasts. Is he in it a lot in this one? I think just a cameo. Ugh. Fine. Um, finally, your goober of the week. Um, who's yours? Mine is Naked and Afraid. Because I realized today I have missed two whole seasons of it. Because they do not advertise their television show. That's insane. Never once have I seen an ad in the last whatever chunk of time, yeah. and it is back on it twice. And I've missed whole times. I used to watch it every single week. If you don't tell me when it's coming on, how will I know? Amen. And I love it. <laughs> um, I don't know whose mine would be. Uh, my goober of the week. I'm sure. Oh, you know what? I'll say um, Lena Dunham. Why? I think she waited too long to say something about this whole election. She was upset. 
For sure, but she was like one of the most vocal supporters in terms yeah. of celebrities. Yeah. It was a little odd that she didn't say anything. Right away. Yeah. Like everybody was like live tweeting or like live Instagramming or whatever it was. And she just kind of fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. Um, I can see that. But then she wrote that letter, loved it, read it, cried about it. Love Lena. Yeah. So I, I, I forgive her, but anything. she's my goober. Yeah, I know. It's sad. Like it comes back in January. I know we were, okay, so yesterday we caught up on divorce. Yeah. And we're already halfway through the season. And exactly. it just started. I know. And I just thought this is how Girls is going to be in January. But it the thing with that is that we'll keep up with it. This is different because as we <coughs> fall behind, we watch like four in a row. Yeah. And then we're already like, oh my god, it's already halfway done. I just cannot believe in ten episodes it will be. I'm going to wait. It's going to be sad. Uh, no. <laughs> so that's our podcast for this week. If you want to follow us outside this, you can watch our videos on YouTube.com slash Pictures. New videos every Thursday. Currently featuring our Election Day video where I gave people hugs. Yeah, but it didn't matter. But it was still fun. I enjoyed doing that. And people sent some nice texts. That's true. Um, if you want to follow us on Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com slash let's chat with Curry on Instagram at Curry Terrell and at Adrian J. Gomez on Twitter at Curry Terrell and at yo Adrian J. Gomez. That's me. And did I say all of them? And if you want to email us your question, you can email us at let's chat with Curry at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We are very appreciative and thankful for you. Have a great week. Peace and blessings. Bye, y'all.